0: Welcome to Ocinta Stories, recorded in bedrooms, living rooms, closets and balconies and lockdown around the world. In each short standalone piece, artists, writers, creators, podcasters and more answer the question, what do you want to hear when this pandemic is over? I'm your host this week, Clizia Sala. This week's story comes to us from the United States. Investigative journalist and producer Jordan Gaspore wrote and performed the English version, Before the pandemic, we often took our friends for granted. Closeness shows how the lockdown allowed us to reconnect with friends we had neglected and to memorialize friends we've lost along the way. This work, originally in English, has been also produced in Spanish, and you can listen to that version later on in the episode. And now, without further ado, here is Closeness by Jordan Gaspoor.
1: often, we only find time for friends when we need them, or when there's a major crisis and we're afraid they've died. I know this has been the case for me. There's been times I tried to suddenly wedge myself back into a friend's life after not contacting them for months, only because I had a few hours to kill on a return visit to London. But even before the COVID-19 pandemic, I was social distancing from my friends. It seemed like the older I got, the more I became set into a routine that left less room for friendship. I just assumed my friends were always going to be there. And that turned out to not be the case. My English friend Katie died in 2017 from an opioid overdose. Her story shouldn't be left to memory. Or to those unanswered messages on Facebook. Me. Hey, still have time to meet tomorrow? Katie. So sorry. I've been sending messages through an app, but I guess they haven't gone through. I'm sorry, but I can't meet up today. Have been roped into work. Me. Hey, checking in to see if you still have time to meet today. Thanks. Let me know if we can meet this week. Thanks. My friend Sam, she was living in Canterbury. When Katie died, but couldn't bring herself to attend Katie's memorial service. I introduced Sam to Katie. It was 2010, before the coronavirus happened, before Sam settled down and got married. The Sam I knew a decade ago had short hair with a purple streak on the side. She would get drunk and dance on tables. For fun, one weekend, she and Katie gathered a group of people together to create a plastic cane. bag chain.
0: <laughs> that ran from Katie's
1: apartment through the outdoor courtyard to our friend's apartment.
0: Plastic cane. Cane. And it's taken In the combination of two houses, and a time court to 16. 16. 16. <laughs> because, uh, Then,
1: then I left. It's, it's a of- Sam grew out her hair and went back to her natural brown hair color. She works in communications with the NHS. And she met Skye, who she married, and now lives with in a three-bedroom house in downtown Canterbury. They have a cat. I may not have been able to be there in person for Sam during those major life moments, but we've kept in touch through WhatsApp and Google Hangouts. Uh, Her name's Bobo but we're actually in the adoption process now. Of getting another cat or getting a baby?
0: (laughs) Kids. No way. Yeah, so we've literally just asked it and we've got our first meeting with a social worker. Whether
1: I'm 3,513 miles away or just down the street, the coronavirus has changed the way I stay in contact with my friends. I've implemented a daily routine of checking in with friends while I go on a walk around the block, wearing a mask, of course. My friend Abby lives near me, and although we can't see each other in person, we send each other daily messages and cat gifts.
2: (laughs) Does it seem like everyone is baking homemade bread now? Is that a thing going on in the world, or is it just my friends? It's a global phenomenon. Why? (laughs) And why is it only a giant, round, hard-looking loaves of bread? Why does no one bake banana bread or cupcakes?
1: what I've learned about Abby since the pandemic. She continues to get matched on Tinder with a former co-worker she's had a crush on for nearly a year and there's a good chance she'll be laid off from both of her part-time jobs this summer. And because I couldn't muster up the courage to tell Sam and Abby that I love them when I had them on the phone, I'm tearing up now. Huh. This is harder than I thought. This is why I wasn't able to say it to them when I had them on the phone. I'm under a blanket, crying because I can't say to two of my good friends that I love them. I love you, Sam. I love you, Abby. And wherever you are, Katie, I love you too.
0: Closeness, written by Jordan Gaspar and performed in Spanish by Mara Lombardo.
2: Muy a menudo solo hay tiempo para los amigos cuando los necesitamos o cuando hay una emergencia y tememos que hayan muerto. Sé que este es mi caso. Hay veces que he intentado volver a entrar en la vida de un amigo después de no haberlo contactado durante meses solo porque tenía unas horas libres en mi regreso a Londres. Pero incluso antes de la pandemia del COVID-19 me distanciaba socialmente de mis amigos parecía que cuanto más envejecía, más me acostumbraba a una rutina diaria a la cual dejaba menos espacio para la amistad. Supuse que mis amigos iban a estar ahí y resultó que no fue así. Mi amiga inglesa Katie murió en 2017 en una sobredosis de opio. Su historia no debería quedarse solo en el recuerdo o en esos mensajes sin respuesta en Facebook. Yo. Hey, Quería saber si todavía tienes tiempo para reunirte hoy. Gracias. Katie. Lo siento, he estado enviando mensajes a través de una aplicación, pero supongo que no te han llegado. Disculpa, pero hoy no nos podemos reunir. Me han dado muchísimo trabajo. ¿Podríamos cambiarla para otro día? Por favor. Yo. Solo quería saber cómo estabas. Espero que aún podamos vernos. Gracias. Yo. No estoy segura de la hora todavía, pero podemos tentativamente decir. Mi amiga Sam vivía en Canterbury cuando Katie murió, pero no pudo asistir al funeral de Katie. Yo fui la que le presentó a Sam, era 2010, antes de que el coronavirus ocurriera, antes de que Sam se estableciera y se casara. La Sam que conocí hace una década tenía el cabello corto con una raya púrpura en el costado, Por diversión, un fin de semana, ella y Katie reunieron a un grupo de personas para crear una cadena de bolsas de plástico que corría desde el apartamento de Katie a través del patio exterior hasta el apartamento de nuestra amiga. Después de eso, me fui. A Sam le creció el cabello y volvió a su color natural castaño. Trabaja en comunicaciones con el Servicio Nacional de Salud. Y conoció a Sky, con quien se casó, y ahora vive en una casa de tres habitaciones en el centro de Canterbury. Tienen un gato. Nuestro gato se llama Bobo, pero ahora estamos en otro proceso de adopción. ¿Conseguir otro gato o conseguir un, un bebé? <risa> ¡Niños! ¡No! ¡No puede ser! ¡No puede ser! Sí, por lo que en realidad solo hemos preguntado. Puede que no haya podido estar ahí en persona para Sam durante esos momentos importantes de la vida, pero nos hemos mantenido en contacto a través de WhatsApp y Google Hangouts. Ya sea que esté a 3.513 millas de distancia o en la misma calle, el coronavirus ha cambiado la forma en que me mantengo en contacto con mis amigos. He implementado una rutina diaria de contacto con ellos mientras doy una vuelta a la manzana, usando una máscara, por supuesto. Mi amiga Abby vive cerca de mí y aunque no podemos vernos en persona, nos enviamos mensajes diarios y GIFs de gatos. ¿Ahora resulta que todo el mundo está haciendo pan casero? ¿Es algo que está pasando en todo el mundo o son solo mis amigos? Es un fenómeno global. ¿Por qué? ¿Y por qué son solo panes gigantes, redondos y de aspecto como duro? ¿Por qué nadie hornea pan de banano? Lo que he aprendido de Abby desde la pandemia sigue estando en pareja con un antiguo compañero de trabajo del que ha estado enamorada durante casi un año. Y hay muchas posibilidades de que sea despedida de sus dos trabajos a tiempo parcial este verano. Te quiero, Sam. Wow. Es, wow, Estoy llorando ahora, ¿eh? Esto, esto es más difícil de lo que pensaba. Por eso no pude decírselo cuando las tuve al teléfono. Estoy bajo una manta llorando porque no puedo decirles a dos de mis mejores amigas que las quiero. Te quiero Sam, te quiero Abby, y donde quiera que estés Katie, también te quiero mucho.
0: This episode was produced by Studio Ocenta, written and performed in English by Jordan Gaspoor. Jordan Gaspoor is a podcast producer and investigative journalist with more than a decade of experience in the industry in the US and the UK. She's also the co-founder of the women-led audio collective Local Switchboard NYC. Special thanks to Marlon Lombardo for performing in the Spanish version of this story. Sound effects were recorded by Jordan Gaspoor. Music by Jonathan Slatter. Thank you for listening to Ocenta Stories. If you like what you heard, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts in whatever language you choose. Follow us over at Ocenta Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram for updates. You can find transcripts and learn more about the project over at ocentastudio.com slash Stories.